0: Hello and welcome to Three in a Row, the football podcast where three lads who love the beautiful game give our candid opinions on all things related. My name is Tokwe and I am joined by my boys Ifatu and Damola. Sometimes our takes are wild, sometimes our takes are controversial, but they're always honest and we've got some common sense. So let's get into it. Hey guys, how are you doing? We're good,
1: we're good, I'm good how are you guys doing
2: all right i'm all right thanks you know busy day fun stuff but we keep moving as they say
0: tweet that busy day i echo that man busy day fun stuff another day in paradise um but we're here to talk football ladies and gentlemen and this episode we're pretty much going to go around the world of football in a more classic sense that we that we that we typically do um now that AFCON is over and, and we're back to reality. Uh, so we're going to focus on Prem, talk about Liverpool a bit, probably uh, top four and then the bottom as well. Um, and then we'll touch on around the world of football. Uh, some of the other farmers leagues that haven't been producing great crop lately. Mm. Um, but okay, before we do before that, we actually,
2: do that yeah. quick congratulations to all our Senegalese people. I just want to say I was right in predicting you will win, and yeah, shout out yeah. to shout out to Mane for having cojones of Steel after missing that first penalty.
0: Yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, yes. Shout out to Senegal. I didn't even realize we haven't recorded one since they won. Um, yeah. So major shout out to them. They were favorites before the tournament, uh, and they showed everyone why. And apparently, Mane is getting a stadium named after him now. Hmm. So, that's his legacy secured. I'm happy <laughs> for him. Somebody on Twitter. Honestly, said,
1: I'm 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 happy for Mane. Honestly.
0: Yeah, he deserves it, and especially because he, like, the media always painted this picture of Mane being jealous of Salah, and the attention that Salah mm-hmm. gets. Um, mm-hmm. So if there's, if there's any truth to that, at least he, <laughs> he got one up. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, somebody on Twitter said it's uh, Estadio Mane. I thought that was... Not so.
2: Oh, wait. Aren't they, like, French-speaking, so it would be, like, Parc de Mane or something like that? Yeah, it is.
0: They were just wishful thinking because his name is Sadio Mane.
2: No, I feel it. I feel it. I feel it.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, in reality, it's not a Spanish-speaking country. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, let's before we go into the prem, let's talk about some quick hits, interesting talking points around the world. Another thing that happened while we were away was uh, the end of the transfer window, um, and I guess a good way to phrase this topic is basically what <laughs> what transfers that have happened in this window come to our mind now. That you can pick one each. Uh, I'll talk about one as well. Um, yeah, Where when you think of the transfer window. This January, what transfer comes to your mind, and what do you rate um, about the transfer? Uh,
1: personally, the one transfer that sort of clicked in my head was Luis Diaz uh, to Liverpool. Um, I I don't know; it just seemed like so much noise coming from his time at Porto, and honestly speaking, I did not um, I did not notice him. Same. Um, but but the noise was substantial enough for me to take an interest in the player. And uh, so far, with what we've seen from Diaz at Liverpool, Diaz has been, I mean, he hasn't played so much. Um, Mani Salah, the obvious first-team choices. Um, but I think he could grow into um, a first-team spot just like uh, Diogo Jota has. So he might bounce somebody. I don't know who he's going to bounce. Let's not say money, but <laughs> um, that yeah. that 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 kid is good. I think
2: he could, it could could be Salah. He bounces because Salah still hasn't signed a new contract yet. Yeah, I, that's what I was about
0: to say. I think he's like just as a move holistically, it makes sense because he's young, right? He's relatively young. He's under twenty five, um, and it gives them leverage in the Salah negotiation because now they can say that they have cover for that position. Um, although mm. I, I still think they should pay Salah whatever he asked for because, you know, he oh, deserves Salah. But yeah. from, from mm. Liverpool's negotiating standpoint, it makes a lot of sense. Um, and it gives them some room to work, both with Salah and Mane, to be fair. Um, what and, I would and, say,
1: though, is that Liverpool didn't draw or lose any games in
0: the absence of Salah and Mane.
1: So they won all their games. Like, these guys weren't even, you know, like they weren't missing these guys.
2: Yeah, I saw, so, I saw one mean, of them. I mean, I get that, but who did they play? Arsenal twice. <laughs> uh, I, please, I, I have my opinions about that, but it's not yet Arsenal time. But other than the yeah. Arsenal games, you could say were somewhat. They played Leicester. They
1: played Inter Milan. Uh yeah,
2: they no. played Burnley.
1: Okay, Inter was with Salah money
0: actually.
2: Yeah, exactly. Same with Leicester. Salah money were back.
0: Hmm. Good point. But Jota really stepped up, though.
2: That being said, oh yeah,
0: Jota has been fantastic, bro.
2: J- J- Jota, how much did they get him for? I actually I think I they think it was may, thirty-five. They may have underpaid. <laughs> may have yep. underpaid for him. That's the same way they
0: got Sadio Mane. Even but, Salah, these transfers were not like seventy million. You know, they were all decently priced.
2: Um, I say they don't have an eye for talent.
0: So yeah, I I agree with to do Though I think Luis Diaz is going to be a great signing. It was one of those ones where like you've never heard of the player, and then all of a sudden everybody's telling you how amazing he is, um, and like the stats back it up. I guess it was the same for Vlahovic for me, um, which uh, could be my actual choice for signing um, of the window because he's he's gone off like a rocket ship. Uh, he's already performing really well for Juve. He looks exactly the striker that they wanted him to be. Obviously, he was doing it in Syria before. So you would expect that he continues that form. And luckily for Juve, he has. Um, and that means that. He, he hasn't scored,
1: scored for Juve, has he?
0: He scored in his debut. He scored, it. He scored every he scored game in he's the played Cop- for. He's <laughs> he a lie. No, nah. Brother. Yeah. Brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. And no, his, no, debut, no, his, his debut goal was pretty nice. Like, that game was good for Juve because both him and Dennis Zakaria, Zach- Zach- or is it Zakaria? I don't know. Sure, Zakaria. Dennis Zakaria scored as well um, on his debut, and I think those were two like huge signings.
2: Um, for it, you, to be fair, Vlahovic, he's he's a big boy. I, I I get the chase. I get the chase, but, you know, again, we're not talking about Arsenal. No.
0: Yeah, I but, mean, we're not talking about Arsenal, but, the, the, I mean, Damola, I, I personally believe that they're not that stupid. Like, they at least have some sense. Like It's not as simple as they were chasing yeah. Norwich all summer. No, they, no, 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 no. You
2: know? Actually, I, I didn't think they were just chasing him because, you know, they just needed somebody. I, they, to, yeah, also to be because this to, was their last opportunity for him yeah.
0: specifically. Like, yeah, you know?
2: Yeah, no. So it's not it's it's not as if he was a bad target. It's just, you know, when negotiations aren't going your way, you you move away quickly and try to like you said, you try to secure yourself in the next phase, the same way Liverpool seem to be doing for the Salah phase.
0: But yeah, just trust the process, eh? Um that's another actually that moves me on to well. It's a sidetrack. Uh but Kroenke won the the um the Super Bowl with the Rams.
2: You know what's weird? Uh, I, I I, can't... My my Kroenke hit over the last two seasons isn't as much because at least in the last two years, he spent money. Now, yeah. let's see if that continues. But I wasn't... Usually, I'd be rooting against the Rams, but I wasn't. I was happy for Aaron Donald and Odell Beckham Jr. They... Odell sad injury. I hope he recovers quickly. He was about to have a monster game. And yeah, the the Rams are just a solid team. Hopefully Crockett is success there and realize what can happen on that well,
0: side. To be fair, I was like watching someone talk about this and they were drawing some parallels with basically what he did with the Rams and what he's doing at Arsenal in terms of hiring a really young, dynamic coach early on, starting by recruiting like a young core and then going big. Um on some heavy hitters um, around the squad, so let's see if you can replicate that kind of thing in Prem. Anyway, um, so my signings are, I think I'll go for the Uv lads just because they've started so well, and I think now Uv has to qualify for champs. You know, they, you have to say like they need to get that top four spot with the signings they have. If not, Allegri's not the one, um, and I think they will. So. That team just looks really exciting. If I, um, Damola, sorry, um, who would you like to or what signing would you like to call out?
2: I'd say I think they had the best like signings, but it was just the the thought process I am generally wondering is Barcelona. So I think the Ferra Torres signing was good, um. Danny Alves one question mark. Uh the Charlie one, another question mark. The Obama Young one, I'm more happy for Obama Young than I am like Barca, what are you doing? Because I think it's an opportunity for him to recover form and stuff. Um but yeah, Barca's transfer window was a bit all over the place. And now I actually question because what's happening to my boy Memphis Depay?
0: Guy, yeah, it looks like Xavi doesn't like Memphis so like at all, doesn't oh, but I think he's he might be also injured because he didn't even play in there. We're recording this on Thursday, um, and he didn't feature in the in the team against Napoli, um, of which actually Adama and um Obama Yang started. Um, mm. I didn't watch the game, but by all accounts, uh, they managed to craft a number of chances for um Ferran Torres, and they should have actually won the game. Um, yep. Uh, you could have scored up to four or a pass. Um, so I, I'm surprised to hear that because maybe that means that they were able to have some creativity with Adama and Obama Yang there because to me, that feels a bit stiff. <laughs> it just feels a bit lacking of technical ability. Again, you know?
2: yeah, it's, it surprised me. Oh well, um, no, I won't say lacking of technical ability. On the Chari side, yes, but...
0: Um, I, I would even but, argue that Triari probably has, is probably better on his feet than Oba is.
1: Uh, I
0: don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, Triari yeah. is a dribbler,
1: though, no? He's very good at yeah. taking on players.
0: Yeah, exactly. His that this that, that involves close control now.
2: Yeah, but Oba, Oba understands build-up play. Is he the best at it? No. But he understands it because he's great at yeah. finishing it off. I'll yeah. give
0: you that. Build up play, positioning. Um, definitely not hold up play though. You know that.
2: Definitely not hold up. Definitely not hold up.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I don't understand what Barcelona is doing either, though, to be honest. Going back to like the transfer strategy as a whole, um, I guess Xavi is just trying to plug some gaps for this season to make sure they qualify in terms of, of Obama Yang. Adama, that could be a stroke of genius, who knows, or just madness. Um, I don't know why they have De Young in their team. Like, there, there's a lot wrong with the team. So I think he needed some quick fixes because, look, De Young is not good enough to be their number one striker. You know what I mean? Um, and like you said, I was glad for Aubameyang. Um I also have question marks as to whether or not Ferran Torres is actually good enough to be like as clinical a finisher and as cons- the kind of consistent player that they need him to be. Um,
2: also, um, I don't know who said the pilot was injured, but they are right. He's been injured since December, hamstring.
0: Sure. Yeah, he has to be because when we go back to technical ability, with all the um, for attackers that they have, the player has to be right up there with like the best tech in terms of technical ability.
2: Um, Be honest, I I want Barca to do well because that means some strikers will be available on the cheap because they are so top heavy right now, yeah.
0: But not Mm. strikers for any team that you favor. Um, speaking Ah, of which, shout out to Coutinho, that's a January signing. That,
2: oh, yeah, no, that was I think that was a brilliant move by Gerard, got off Um, like a rocket ship.
0: But somebody said, remember, um. James Rodriguez before we like get too carried away with continuous stats to the prem. But to mm-hmm. me he looks really good
2: for now. Yeah, it's yeah, sure it happened. Let's see. I I want to believe he's not washed. At at worst he's like mid. But let's see. The the half season is still here till the end of May. So let let's see if he's still the Coutinho window. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about Chelsea.
0: Congratulations to Chelsea uh, for winning the Club World Cup. Um, If I do, do we care?
2: Not really, my brother. No, I'll I'll put it this way they they made it more interesting than it needed to be. Did you how did they even do that? Because to me I they didn't... took it to
1: extra time, no, and then they won oh. in the 180
0: minutes. Like they almost took it to penalties. Like it could have
1: they could have lost another um club world cup final again.
2: Again,
0: and they made it. Yeah. I see what you mean. Um that guy seems to come through big on in the on the big stage, huh? Two and two. Bro, mm-hmm. that was a penalty. was it a penalty? Yeah
2: uh i think it was i think it was if i'm yeah, not it was a ask,
0: ask money about scoring penalties fam <laughs> ask, ask messi about scoring penalties fam.
2: rah Messi. ah <laughs> the, 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 these these old men they need to go back to their boyhood clubs and see how they're out this. no man messi still has
0: he's, he's still going to have some big moments in the champions league
2: can we actually go to that uh champions league performance because at the end of the day, Messi could not get it done, and he required stab you, you know whats't that, I, I that, think- that
0: fair to say
2: okay no let, let true in fairness no that's not fair in all all around you could say Messi didn't have a bad game he his movement was good. He, he tried to, his build-up play was good, his passing and stuff. Obviously, like, he's not the main goal-scoring threat in anything like PSG. He tried to support Mbappe and stuff. And in that function, I'd say he didn't do a bad job. But that being said, when the opportunity comes to score that penalty, I'm not meant to miss that. That was a bit disappointing on, on, from what I saw. And after that, he almost kept, like, trying to force it if that made sense, right? Like, you could tell him missing the penalty. Well, was was one like,
0: particular moment that was like, that he should have left the ball for, I think, it yep. and then he not Yeah, tried, exactly. That was like,
2: okay, Messi, like, pipe down. Yeah, he's trying to... I And depending on who you are, this may be controversial, but I don't really think PSG getting Messi, same with Ronaldo going to Manu, was the best for both clubs in that moment, given where they were trying to go? I like. I still really like the Messi move for PSG,
0: even though he has had a poor season. Um, and yeah, I, I also kind of rate the Ronaldo move, even though I don't... But okay, let me put it this way, actually. I feel like the Ronaldo move was kind of worse for the club in terms of where they're going than the Messi one is, even though Ronaldo is probably performing better. Because United,
2: like... Are dependent on his goals. I, I, yes, I agree I, on that. And and...
0: blocking the progress of, you know, what could have been a promising career of, you know, some of the other strikers. Uh, but yeah. then also the, the the number of strikers that they have in the team. And also he's not like, he's not suited to ragnick's style now, end of the day. Like, he's not, it doesn't press for the managers in the same way, um, you know, they would need. So they're having to adapt to him. And... Um, He's still scoring, yes, but like his numbers are, are down significantly and it's affecting, for example, Ragnik's style of football. Um, so he needs to accept that he can...
2: I just have two things. Uh, one, in twenty twenty heart said Get Ronaldo may not have been a terrible idea given what's up with Greenwood and Marshall being on Then the second thing I would say is, on paper, the Messi transfer doesn't look bad because you know you're getting one of the world's best. Even in Barcelona's disappointing season, he had a pretty stellar season. But a key thing that Messi transfer yes. did is it, ups- it upset the balance of the team um, because you already had two attackers in Neymar and Mbappe. And PSG is also, they are not a top-heavy team, but they have a lot of quality strikers. They are trying to bring in Icardi to do hold-up play to free up Mbappe from the wing so Neymar can play the 10. And they have this way where it's 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 a balanced team. Getting Messi upset that balance, and it requires a very good coach to fix that so That's you're it. not compromising. uh. I mean, Pochettino. I don't think he's a bad coach. I just don't think he's used to working with stars on this level. Uh, mm. No, like think about it. Right? They're human he's, beings. He's, yeah, they're yeah, yeah, human beings, but no a manager. I, I get you, but you know, when you've been treated like a god for the last, you know, ten years or so, He wasn't always treated like a god.
0: I mean, I don't. I would. I mean, but I, I get your point.
2: Um, yeah, like it's you also need those players to not saying the players didn't respect Pochettino, obviously, they saw what he did in EPL and knew he had something. He was also a PSG player, so I guess he understood PSG culture. Yeah, he's a dog PSG, but there's a sort of like I don't know, man, like there's a difference when Pochettino walks into a room and when Zidane walks into a room, she'll get um.
0: Yes, because Zidane was a great footballer, not just not for his managerial achievements. Um but on the game, I I thought like all of that is fair what you're saying, but PSG played really well and the front three, Messi, Mbappe and Di Maria, they worked really hard. Like the one thing that everybody's always worried about with the team being top heavy and the stars up front is them not working hard. And they worked hard. They dominated Madrid and the midfield was also mm underrated, like, because they also dominated so,
2: Madrid. Um, I'll actually disagree on one thing. What Di, is Maria, that? Di Maria and the midfield worked hard off the ball. Yeah, PSG off the ball. Being, He was up
0: top. No, he wasn't even in the midfield. He was like a striker.
2: Yeah. PSG having most of the ball in that game because Madrid sat back. I, I'm not exactly sure why Ancelotti set them up that way. Ancelotti,
0: he was asked about that and he said he didn't they didn't set up to sit back. They just were not able to do anything else. Interesting. Um, because of the game that PSG played uh, and the fact that mm. on the day, Madrid didn't have a good game.
2: Interesting. In that case, you know, uh, benefit of a doubt, I'll give it to PSG, but I'd say a lot of the hard work came from the midfield. And just a quick side note, because I'm a fanboy. Verratti had a fantastic game. Yeah. I, a every game. time... Every time I see Verratti on a big uh, champ stage, he never disappoints. Like if PSG loses, it's never Verratti's fault.
0: Yeah. He's, Verratti he's was fantastic. fantastic. Um, and it's, it's funny because if Messi was the one that got the goal, I think Madrid fans would be a lot angrier than the fact that it was Mbappe. I think because it was Mbappe that scored, it's kind of like a sad feeling but also a celebration like it's a celebrated loss because it's like the reason we lost is coming to us next season so
2: yeah let's see well. man I, they said they are about to make mbappe the highest paid uh, athlete on the world so let, let's see yeah, if i'm think if i was mbappe
0: like i was thinking why do i really even want to go to madrid like if where i am now bro, I'm
2: I'm doing I, this like if if know. i'm mbappe i'm not pressed like I, i'm really not pressed to go to madrid I agree, and like especially since, like, let's think about it. The PSG owners, even though you know they are rich uh, royalty, where they are with oil money and everything, they really thought about it and like, you know what? Even if we only get Mbappe for one year, and we lose him for free, as long as he's professional, we're good. And to be honest, after that goal, I get it. As in
0: difference maker. Difference maker. Um, well, yeah, let's talk about uh, some of the... Oh, one more thing, though. The Pochettino rumor, rumors to Madrid, I find very bizarre also. I also don't get that. You just landed. You're managing three of the best players in the world. You're adored by PSG fans. Why Why is he constantly being linked? Um Away from PSG, whether it's for the Madrid, uh, and, and that's apparently Perez like is, like loves him all of a sudden and really wants him, not all of a sudden. They tried before. Um, and obviously, there's Manchester United rumors. Um, and usually these things come from like agents and such, no?
2: Yeah. Um, if I was your thoughts, because I know you'd like portraits in United, no,
1: maybe, oh. um, maybe, maybe, maybe once before. Right, but right now I don't want to, put it. you know, bro. Look at what he's doing at PSG, man. He's stacking up the place as
0: far as I'm personally <laughs> concerned. <laughs> uh, they're yes, about no, to win yes, no. the league, they, 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 they're winning the league comfortably, and they just, they're doing
2: I the mean, thing. they don't man,
0: have any competition. in the
2: league, yeah, exactly. It's no team is on their level. Did the team I thought season, would be, yeah. yeah, but that was, I'm not even gonna lie, man. To, like Tuchel is having a good like time at Chelsea so far all things considered but before he left PSG man really stunk up the place so smelling stanking. stinking so like in as much as PSG should have most likely won the league last year I can't put that on Poch's head the one I can put on his head is this year He's his that balance had to come uh, which you, maybe you could blame on injury but also, he has the signings, And there's the other thing. I'm not exactly sure how they do signings in PSG. But, like, they are not using Wijnaldum. And some of these guys, they got... Um, actually, know, Wijnaldum is really the only guy they got they've not been using, in fairness. Um, the reason Ramos that's probably really hasn't played, played is... Injured. I've seen him play. He, he, no, he's played. But for someone that's not injured, like... Or maybe he's injured, actually. I need to double-check that. But, like he doesn't seem to be a first choice. Yeah. Like, it seems like Pochettino would rather play Veratti, Danilo, mm-hmm. and Idrissa in his midfield. Just yeah. pure workmen. Yeah. Which I'm is I'm weird, because right. we're now not miss a workman too.
0: Yeah, options now. Paredes is also there to compete. They, they also have freaking that German guy that everybody forgets about, um, Draxler. Um, Julian. Yeah. Let's move on to elsewhere in the Champions League. Um, English teams doing their thing. City 5 0. Standard City, UCL, first round, round of 16. Dem- demolition job. Except I think it's the first time they ever scored four in um, in the first half.
2: I forgot? Oh, okay. I thought <laughs> you were about to stay four in Portugal. <laughs> no, no. Uh,
0: and Sterling seems to be, yeah, back on form. It looks like Pep has close to his best 11 and I think this time he sticks with that for the duration regardless of the opposition instead of doing his Tinker Man Tom and in my opinion City are probably going to win it this year um, because they're that strong but for me the dark horse is to watch out for are Paris Saint-Germain I think they're going to go far and they could also win it I just think they, they, you know when you see tournament football kind of like how Egypt although Egypt didn't win this year or Italy in the Euros you just keep growing and growing you know Um, I think that's what we're going to see from PSG Uh, Liverpool Inter what did you guys think of of that match?
2: Liverpool did the the Italian job you know just went in last minute scored two quick goals went out
0: I thought it was so big club of them. Like big club flat big club flex. Because Inter had a good game. Um mm-hmm. just went clinical.
1: So I do you remember in the last episode where Salah said
0: um spotting we are going to surprise mast? <laughs> 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 um, Those you, we're,
1: we're both like we're, we're both like a, I don't know about that <laughs> I, don't know about.
0: <laughs> I don't know about that one bro Salah where, where you yeah. at I mean you win some you uh, lose some we can't always get them right but yeah, that was a, a howler that was that was a true howler kind of like if I and the Afghan final
2: Yes, If who did Ifa to say he said that Burkina Faso, right? This guy said Burkina Faso versus Cameroon.
1: Okay, Uh, yeah, for the final, yes, yes, I did say that. I did
2: say
0: that. (laughs) At least least you got
2: third place. (laughs) Okay, I got third place round. Correct.
0: Let's use um, let's use the next week's games to segue into Premier League, uh, because the rest of the teams are facing so obviously we have the top two actually good question before I go on to next week's games on the Premier League uh, it's happening now thank God it's back actually do you guys think Liverpool has a chance of you know winning this title um, they're only I believe six points or four points behind City
2: no they're nine but they have oh, a game four. in hand
0: sorry yeah nine with a game in hand um which in my mind made me think they're only six points behind, but you still have to win your yeah. game in hand. Um if they beat City in that head to head, then it's a three point race. Uh surely that means game on. They're not going to beat City. Wow. They're not going to beat
2: I, City. I, I don't think they won't beat City, but We've seen this Guardiola tale multiple times. They hit that groove and the men just keep going. They doesn't stop men. So I don't, I'm hesitant to say that, you know, um, Liverpool can make a comeback, but it's since mm.
1: For me, I was just going to say this Manchester City team, for me, could be one of the greatest. Best ever teams ever. Um, I was comparing them in my head to Barcelona, to the Barcelona team with Pep, you know, with Messi, Iniesta, Ronaldinho you know, at the beginning, you know. Um, Bruh, <laughs> this Manchester City team. See what they are doing in the Premier League. Look at how you're saying they are, they have the chance of winning the Champions League. Look how they dispatch Sporting. Sporting is a team that you know had such a promising manager, and we are talking about how you know, this manager could even come to Manchester United. Look how Manchester City embarrassed them. Um, and, and it's not for, I would say there's one or two particular players at Manchester City that are doing all of this. You know, it's a whole team cohesion with Pep and their tactics. And um, Liverpool are doing okay. They're doing great. They're a good team, really good team, actually. But I feel like City are just heads and shoulders above every other team in world football right this moment.
0: I I think you're right in the sense that they know how to win and they will keep winning and they have a gear that they can switch into um but I don't think they're untouchable.
1: They don't even have a striker.
0: Yes, like,
2: exactly.
0: I don't think they're oh, untouchable. Yeah. I think they you can you can penetrate them. They're fucking they're the, probably the best team on the planet right now but they're not like untouchable. Not
1: no, no. I, of, of of course, I feel like of course they could have their bad days, and of course they, you know, the mind games could even get to the team, and and they could lose every now and then. But my own is just based off like what they are capable of doing on on a good day, on a normal day, if everybody was playing to their abilities and to you know to the to the tactics that has been set out. Uh, I don't. I really don't think anybody can can compete with Manchester City, and honestly, that's telling on football because. We really shouldn't have that. The guys are not competing Pepe. with
0: Manchester City now. I remember when Pepe I, I, Pepe people can't compete with right. Man City. That's that reminds me of Ateta. I remember when. God, please
2: keep that away. Um Pepe, <laughs> This guy, this Pepe, guy
0: always has to mention Ateta.
2: He he has agenda. <laughs> um Me too. I have my agenda, Charles. but I'll say this. I I'll, I'll say this though. I think. I don't to say this because I, I was one of those people that was saying for because he hasn't won Champions League. But
0: Speaking of which, that's I, another thing that Salah says that I'm, I'm highly embarrassed. Salah.
2: Yeah, no. No, 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 no. If you think about it, right, there's a difference between a knockout tournament and you need consistency over 38 games. Like, I don't know how Guardiola has done it just through sheer work and excellence, but... He has hacked league football because even if his team t- starts slow, they never take too many hits where it's not possible to recover in the beginning. And then once they hit that groove, they are going. Even without a striker like currently, all the time the bronner was injured half the season and Gundoa was the one delivering or when one of their best players, Silva, is probably about to retire or go to another team. Guardiola has hacked it that once they hit that groove, man, these guys just keep going. I and, think. Okay, yeah, I have to give my hats up to him. He's he's good at what he does.
0: I think they're doing. Um, I think they are getting their ten thousand hours in Champions League, as in they're about to show that they have also hacked champs, um, because they're getting the experience. They're getting further every year. They're going to be in the semi final this year. We know that. I don't see anyone stopping them but like i don't know a bayern munich tie which they're gonna beat bayern um i think he's is they're getting the practice in for champs and soon we're gonna see the reward for that um but with i guess grace from prem uh let's talk about the top four race which is i guess for especially us on this podcast the juiciest bit of the prem because that's where our, our heart lies um I'm gonna start with current fourth place, uh, Manchester United. Uh, Twenty-five games played, though, so uh, that fourth place is a bit flattering, isn't it? If I had to, how do you rate your recent performances? Um, you haven't lost in five.
1: We haven't lost in a lot more than five, bro. Uh, me. Yeah, but I mean, we're not playing well. Um, The fact that we're not losing doesn't mean that we're necessarily winning. I mean, we won some games, but um, I feel like it's the performances that are always troubling. Um, More recently, with Manchester United, we've had these situations where uh, we score one goal, and in the second half, for some reason, the energy levels are down, and um, the other team these other teams now even know, even expect the Manchester United teams' um, energy levels to 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 go down uh, at second half, and they just it come for us. said? Yes, uh, that's pretty much what I'm speaking on. You know, he just yeah, he just said um, it's no secret that United's um, energy levels are not quite the same in the second half, and so they just intensified at that time, and they, and and they equalized, and the game ended one one. And that has happened. Um, I don't know, I think it happened with Burnley, it happened you with Southampton.
0: You lost the Middlesbrough Brian, in between all of this as well. Uh
1: uh-huh. you know, so it's really not um it's really not rosy times as a Manchester United fan. So like yeah, you're quite right. We have twenty-five games in fourth place. Um that shouldn't flatter
0: us because um, Arsenal, for example, have I think three outstanding games. games. Yeah. Although I yeah, think they won just two of them... Arsenal's games in hand because two of them are against Chelsea and um, Liverpool, so in my opinion, zero mm. points,
1: yeah. But if it's a risk for top four, right? If we are talking about which of maybe Manchester United, Arsenal, Tottenham, West Ham could make top four, Wolverhampton. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, we are uh, definitely in the in the in the mix in the story, yeah. Um, I think that I, I really cannot see past Manchester United though. Um forget that forget hey. I'm a fan. No, 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 forget I'm a fan, right? Just like um Cristiano Ronaldo. You know, Cristiano Ronaldo is there, he's involved in this. You know, and, and recently there's there's been a lot of like I really don't like it, but a lot of like doubts, you know, on Cristiano Ronaldo. You know, should he be the one? Should he be at Man United? You know, is he hampering the progress of other players? I really don't like that narrative. I really don't like those conversations. I try not to involve myself in them. Why? But Ronaldo is... uh, Because I don't want to give energy to the idea that Ronaldo could be the one hampering the team. This is Cristiano Ronaldo, for goodness sake. This is the best player in the world. Arguably. You know? Uh, (laughs) Did you say... (laughs) 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 Yes, yes. I mean, he, he is second to Messi in my own head as well. But I'm just saying, again, for a lot of people, he's, he's the best player in the world. Um, he, he, it's just, for me, it's just stupid. The, the, the very idea that Ronaldo is Ronaldo. The the, the, the top goal scorer for Man United in the Premier League, top goal scorer for Man United the Champions League. You know, the best performer in pretty much every competition is the one hampering the squad. I feel like we're just, you know, I don't know um dragging out straws what are why 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 would ronaldo be the one the team
2: if all, i get you what know? you're saying but but it's it's one of those things where similar to messaging in a balance is like you look at where the team was at and where they were trying to go social mm. despite all my many criticisms of him he definitely helped build up a young core for you guys right and there was a style of football he liked. He, he liked a bit of more high tempo or high energy uh, with creativity and flair on the wings, which is why the Sancho signing made sense to me. Whether they've been playing Sancho on his best wing is a different conversation, but the Sancho signing made sense. Ideally, you would have wanted a striker to either support the build-up play of your wingers or do the pressing, preferably both. Ronaldo cannot do either of that right now. If the style of the team was to finish off chances at the top, which let's say if he was in City, that's probably all that would be required of him, depending on Guardiola. Um, Then it would be a different thing. So it's, it's less about Ronaldo, more about where United were and where they were going and the existing deficiencies in the team. And what bringing in Ronaldo did not... Like, Ronaldo has been a goal scorer. He's been you guys' best goal scorer. He's, in terms of like, oh, you need one chance, one goal in a game. You guys are struggling to create or finish chances. You trust Ronaldo more than anything. But games against people that you should probably consider your peers are where his... His was like his shortcomings come to light more easily, if that makes sense.
0: I think ultimately, I agree with if I had to do that, Ronaldo is not the problem. Like, if, if anything, Ronaldo is a plus, and he has to just be always seen as a plus. Um, I just don't think he can start every game, perhaps,
2: which is not what. Ronaldo would want. Um, okay, you, you go and tell him that.
1: <laughs>
2: wait, wait, wait. wait it's true.
1: So Ronaldo, Ronaldo is 37 years old, right? Mm-hmm. And oh, I mean, that will naturally explain why, um, like Damola said, he is not very adept at the pressing that um, Ragnik wants, for example. right? But I also think maybe, maybe the idea of Ronaldo not pressing is maybe somewhat overflogged. Ronaldo's goal... Most recent goal against um Brighton,
0: you know, the one he he, he broke instead the roof, he look.
1: bruh. He he pressed and won the ball back. No,
0: no, no, no. the ball fell, fell to him. It was like, uh, line no, line no, line no, line
1: no, 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 ball did not fall to him, bruh. He pressed, but the, man, United he were pressing
0: the units, but like it wasn't his pressure. Now, though, as somebody as he else got the Brighton player to make the mistake, and then he pounced. The ball came.
1: That's that pouncing. That's that pouncing. If he's not there, then <laughs> I feel like it's just a bit, a little bit. I think um, I feel like it's a little bit of a song. But yes, he's thirty-seven years old. You can't expect him to have the same work rate and tempo of, you know, twenty-five. Cavani, years Cavani years has that,
0: that work rate and tempo. Though.
1: I, I think I, that, that's the that's quite
0: pressures in the, in the whole league. Like it's not like we're making this thing up. Also, like the yeah. numbers are quite damning. Um, but again. I don't think that's enough. United are just, phew, man, I think it's uh, down to mentality. And I still think you're creating chances, like contrary to popular belief. I was looking at like your, your past few games anyway, you've just been missing some absolute sitters. Like when you're on top, you're on top. Um, but like the conversion has been poor. So I think they will be definitely up there for top four. Um, Damola, what what are your thoughts regarding the, the top four race? Um, what do you think of Tottenham? Um, uh, one thing I wanted to highlight in, in this was how Conte um, was talking to Sky Italia, and he was basically saying, "Oh, the team, they want to to, to buy youth, they want um, they want to build for the future, and that doesn't suit success now. We have a one percent chance of qualifying for top four, and blah blah blah." <laughs>
2: Um, did you, think you know why of- uh, this when Conte signed right I definitely I fear Tottenham cause of Conte's. well let me not say so fear Tottenham but cause you can never fear shit but there was a certain level of okay let's see what these guys <laughs> are doing um, but I, this Conte fighting with the owners I actually told it to happen after this season It is this has started earlier than schedule Cause it's how do I put it? Conte already he he said it in the best words. He's the type of manager not used to fighting for top four. He is used to fighting for the league title and winning all things. But his country team were winning now, and by now, like this season, now it's not their immediate priority. So he has to unfortunately make peace with that. Whether he likes it, whether he doesn't like it. Hishan needs to make peace with it that that is currently where the team is at. And I don't know if that's going to affect the way he manages the team or if it's going to affect his enthusiasm to still continue in the role.
0: He also said, actually, there was one thing he said that I thought was very bizarre, which was that um, they're in a unique position because they lost four of their best players and only got
2: two in return.
0: Um, well, yeah. he did say four of their
2: best players. He said four players. But, yeah, Conte thinks the team got weaker just off numerical subtraction. Because who did they lose? They lost Delia They lost Ndombele. Also,
0: who wasn't playing. Cosselso, yeah. yeah. Also, Conte didn't like. And um, Brian Hill, who didn't even make a start under
2: Conte. Exactly. So it's not as if they lost four players. I, I think that was his own like way of saying he did not get all the signings he wanted but he was trying to be very like nice about his Like, oh if you just do like plain additional subtraction why why shot at him type thing yeah. so this this dragging he's already having with Daniel Levy and the Tottenham guys it's, it's ahead of schedule it's like you know the way Mourinho has the steady Mourinho Conte has the same thing after after that first year when he wins you something, the second year is always a comma with Conte. So this is like way ahead of schedule. I get but I guess when you know your yeah, manager shits, there's nothing else that can happen. So
1: sorry, sorry, can I ask, was Conte not the one that sanctioned, for example, Delhi Ali joining Everton or also going like so I that's the way thing.
2: That That's the way thing about like the way certain clubs operate with transfers, right? Like, So, for example, with Arsenal, from all information that we know, we know that any transfer before it's made goes through Ateta and a certain like unit or team at the club that looks at where the team is at, probably what Ateta is trying to do tactically, so on and so forth, then the signing. Mm. But I can't say for a fact something similar is happening at Spurs, but, um, they, they
0: have a director of football who brought Conte in for paratici um who was he was at Juve when conte was at Juve. they were both doing up Italian league, um so I think there's a good synergy there and like so either way Conte will have visibility not just on and, and say not just on the signings but I think before he signed as in this guy guy to guy they will have each other like see this is the plan da-da-da-da. I don't know why he's acting surprised now. Um, but yeah,
1: um. I feel like Conte is just making excuses. And maybe that is normal for, you know, I mean, they do this thing where they sort of like play down the expectations in the hope that they could just overshadow it and overcome it. So Conte is saying uh, top four is not possible, 1% chance of making top four. Meanwhile, he's doing everything he can to try to make the top four.
0: Of course they do the I think he's saying it. I think he's saying it so when they make the top four, it's like a bigger thing. Dude, we can
1: him. Ah, what, yeah. a, what a madness Yeah, do. exactly. You know,
2: he, and and I respect it because Topper does the same thing for our third star right now. So <laughs> <you> know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Mate. Um let's let's talk about Arsenal then. Um because if I do think United are favorites, my head thinks Tottenham are uh, the favorites, even though they've lost the last three. And that's given me a lot of confidence to say that my heart thinks it's uh, it's there for Arsenal. It's right there. 16 finals to go. You know what I mean? It's right there.
2: I, I will I will say this. It is in Arsenal's hands. We we beat who I'm meant to beat. And I think we should make it. Yeah, but, but we need to also... That's,
0: that's a big... United and Tottenham, I think head to heads this season are going to be a big
2: deal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Head, head-to-head this season is going to be massive. So, we need to beat West Ham at West Ham. We need to beat United at Arsenal, which I don't feel as scared about as versus at United. We need to beat Spurs at Spurs, but given two teams recently did it, I'm optimistic. Um, I'm be cautious about that optimism. It's let, let me not pursue it. We're asking now right now. It's like my my thought process for them on the thought, top four is the destiny is in their hands. So if they fuck up, it's their fault. If they make it, kudos. In fact, all my Ateta slander, I promise if you give me a five minute section, I'll do all my apologies to a tether. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the way the fiction list is set up, that being said, like you said, like you already said, our game's in hand. Liverpool, Chelsea, Spurs are big, and out of those nine points, realistically, I think we have to aim for five.
0: I mean, mm. we're not beating Liverpool or Chelsea. We can forget about that. Uh, I don't know, bro.
1: Chelsea, Chelsea are not Chelsea. Yeah, as you
0: guys think they are. Chelsea yeah. have won within the last five. Chelsea can't yeah. be got. It's and Chelsea them, is not we're the dragging one. them down into this pit with everybody else.
1: Yes let them Chelsea. Drag out. Chelsea
2: can be got and yeah let Chelsea come please the more teams evolved in the mess here's the thing if we beat Chelsea exactly no no here's the thing right the more teams evolved in the mess the more those little head-to-heads count and the better chance for people who have gotten a lot of those their games out of the way hence mm. I'm I'm not opposed to Chelsea being dragged into this mess with us. Liverpool and City can go and do their fights if there's still a fight to be had. Let Chelsea come back in the mock with the rest of us.
0: I think they're too good, Sha to
2: like the, the the quality in them. They are really not. They are really not.
1: They're really not. No.
2: No. I think I think if they are in the mock, they would end up still finishing third. But them just fighting for their lives in that area would help whoever, whoever is going to finish fourth.
0: Mm. Yeah, um, but, but yeah, I think it's tight. I think with Arsenal, I need a couple more games just to see how uh, the team reacts. Like I said, needs to have a big season, and right now it doesn't look capable.
2: Hazard um, needs to. I need them to beat Brentford, man. I don't like even tony Like uh, is like, what?
0: What, what uh, about um, what about West Ham? It, uh, do we like? Do we just think nah?
2: Uh, i i will say this though if a team that's not arsenal makes the top four i want it to be western because big up david Moyes for the way he's handled the zuma situation
0: ah yeah that, i didn't even talk about that in the uh interesting news the zuma situation
2: yeah and for contest let me explain why i'm bigging up David. we don't Moyes. condone animal Yes. No, 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 no. We're not condemning that in any way. And in fact, Zuma deserved to be fined. He deserved not to play games. Actually, that's the one criticism I have about Moise. The game immediately after the news came out, him playing Zuma. That was like, that's my like major criticism of the way he's handled it. That being said, and this is not me saying that two rocks make it right but given the way we've seen world football handle cases of racism of homophobia which chants and a bunch of other things the handling of the zuma situation feels heavy-handed and yes. it's it's hard to point to anything other than his race in the situation right so l- using that context David Moyes completely endorsing Zuma messed up big time. Nobody at the club condones what he did. Finding him the maximum amount, 250, I I should emphasize this, 250,000 of Queen Elizabeth's finest pound sterling. That's what Zuma was (laughs) fine.
0: Sponsorships lost also, dropped from... lost... (laughs) lost oh,
1: the, Adidas oh, wait, sponsorship. Wait, wait. Zuma lost personal sponsorship. Uh, Adidas, yeah, he lost Adidas.
2: Uh, Adidas. Adidas dropped him.
1: because of... Wow.
2: Although, to be fair, to be fair, I call Adidas hypocrite on this because when Suarez called Evra the N-word and I don't know if John Terry was an Adidas player, but I know Suarez was definitely an Adidas player. None of that was happening. So... Mm-hmm. You to do with that information what you will. So no, I yes, did ask two,
0: two wrongs don't make it right, though. Oh. Hey,
2: all, all I'm saying is a standard has been set now with the way yes, facts. It was it rea- harsh, we reacted man. to this, with the way with that everything was reacted to Zuma. And the next time a player is abused on the field by another player or the fans, if similar swift action does not come across, like. We already know the hypocrisy right now, but at that point, be nobody can hide behind it. Adidas, I'm looking at mm. you. Next time an Adidas player calls a black man and the N-word, because it's not the way football is currently set up. It's not a matter of if it's a matter of when it happens. Next time yep. it happens, if if you don't drop a player, well, everybody is watching. So, um,
0: The final thoughts on that is clearly... Cur- Zuma and you guys haven't seen um, don't fuck with the cats on Netflix like this this is what happens Um, but yeah guys uh, I wanted us to talk about the bottom half of the league I wanted us to talk about La Liga and how much Atletico Madrid suck right now Um, but I think we should do that next week uh, and call it here for today in the spirit of timeliness
2: Um, yeah yeah. one thing to add Everybody check out the Serie A race. Victor Osimhen may end up being a Serie A winner and I'll be so excited for him at Napoli if that happens.
0: Absolutely. Very good shout. Um, interesting race there. I think Inter Milan is still winning, um, is, is, is my take on that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a while since it was just the three of us on the pod. It was great to have you on. Um, I'm going to let the outro song do its thing. Until then, peace and love, everybody.